Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Jean Cirillo, Julie Zellman, and Frank Todaro. This is I Am the Future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and... Dr. Jean. I never prepared for that. <laughs> and I sit here and I chuckle <laughs> through the whole applause, but I'm getting a little bit better. Because <laughs> remember that first night? I mean, I just laughed for like 10 minutes. But, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. Tonight we're talking about the art of prosperity what it is, and how to make it work for you. So stay tuned, because later in the evening, Dr. Jean Cirillo and I will be taking your calls. We have a great show with lots of valuable information, so stay tuned. Our number is 646-381-4141. Dr. Jean, tonight's topic is the art of prosperity. But before we start... I know, and this is a very timely thing because I can't tell you how many people I would say in the past couple of weeks, unfortunately, are are reaching out to me because either they've lost their job, they're looking for a new job, or they've been out of work for extended periods of time. So I thought that it would be good for us to, you know, approach this subject both from a spiritual perspective and, and give some tips and ideas on on how I and other people who teach the spiritual way um, really manifest prosperity in their lives. And also, you know, if, if you can help with some psychological, you know, guidance and input to really help all those people out there that are struggling because it is a terrible economy right now. And regardless, you know, if they say things are getting better, I mean, from a job market, it's, it's not. Because, I mean, I would say um, in the past few weeks, maybe 70% of the people who are reaching out to me are really in dire straits with, with career and cre- career and or financial stuff. So one thing I wanted to talk about before we really delve into this um, is, is, you know, something that I feel, and, and just about anybody who writes about the art of prosperity, it's, it's really essential in understanding and, and applying in our lives. And it's one of those very... Um, you know, like 
just those those concepts that are very very hard hard to really grasp. And what I'm talking about is the essence of what we want. I mean, you know, there's books and there's meditation tapes and there's prosperity tapes and all this other kind of stuff. And everybody talks about getting into and focusing on the essence of what you want. So I want to talk a little bit about that because it truly is the backbone of learning how to manifest, not just prosperity, but anything in your life. And my feeling is that, you know, it, with, that, that there really are two key ingredients for, for manifesting anything that you desire. And one is feeling worthy of what it is that you're, you're asking for. And the other thing is keeping your focus on the essence of what you really want and feeling a sense of gratitude and knowing that you already have it in your life, which is what we're going to talk about. But some books you know, have these magic words, have meditation exercises and breathing exercises and affirmations and, and all these wonderful steps towards prosperity and or drawing love into your life or anything that you're, you're really seeking, even health. Um, you know, but unless you have those two ingredients, and I feel there's actually even a third ingredient, and that is ask. You know, ask and, you know, ask and, it, you know, it, all you need to do is ask the universe. I mean, you could do it in prayer. You can do it in your thoughts. But we're asking all the time. What we don't realize is that when we're sitting around wanting this or being upset that we don't have that or, you know, um, sitting and, 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 and laboring over any of the things that are going on in our life, the universe, the way the universe works is everything is energy. So we're sending out at that point a lot of la lack and a lot of negativity. So that's what the universe thinks we're requesting. Therefore, the universe ends up uh, sending us more of that. But... Getting back to, to the essence, um, this is something that I personally have struggled with for, for a really long time. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, if you have financial issues or you have, you know, love relationship issues or whatever it is, and all these books say, you know, get into the essence of what it is that you're trying to manifest. Well, if you're having, if you're, if you're out of work, how it's hard to get into the essence of, of uh, prosperity or, you know, having a wonderful job or anything of that nature. So, you know, and again, if you're doing the affirmations, and we've talked about this before, it kind of backs you against the wall because if you're not working and you're dealing with, you know, being two months or three months behind in bills, it's hard to buy into a concept if an affirmation is saying, I am wealthy um, or I am happy or I am loved or, or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong or negative about affirmations because I, I feel it's a wonderful thing for a vast majority of people to do, but I personally feel that there's an extra step. And that step is something that we talk about all the time here on this show, and that is being in a state of gratitude. And there's a very, very magical thing that happens when we get into a state of gratitude, and that's we shift out of lack. So instead of instead of keeping your focus on the things that you don't have, and what, what a lot of people don't realize is when you want something, when you want that better job, when you want that love, when you want, um, you know, to win the lottery or you want that brand new car, that new house, the message that the universe is getting when you're in that state of want is you don't have it. Uh, look in any dictionary. Look up the meaning of want. It's lack of. So the more you stay in a state of wanting something, you're not going to get it. I mean, it's just the dynamics of how the universe works. So... If you could shift your focus to being grateful for the things that you do have, the universe shifts immediately and it, because it's a different energy that you're sending out. You're resonating total contentment 
And when you're resonating that energy, the universe has no choice but to send you back things to be grateful for. So you'd be surprised that you could be grateful for, you know, your your, you know, 1995, you know, Corolla or something of that nature and just focus your attention on being grateful for that or your, you know, um used whatever, you know, something that isn't necessarily what in the ideal situation you may desire. But if you start being grateful for the things that you have, there's an automatic shift and the universe then sees you as being in a state of gratitude. When you're in a state of gratitude, you draw in more things to be grateful for. So, Dr. Jean, what are your thoughts on that? And also from a psychological perspective, um, how do you deal with clients that are out of work and are overwhelmed with all the pressures that are associated with that? Well, I'll say in simple terms that uh, what you mean by projecting lack is that when you come across as desperate for a job, desperate for a relationship, you come across as, uh, as your worst self rather than your best self. You seem like the most pathetic and, uh, you know, it's very hard to hide that when you're three months in debt, let's say, without a job. But if you can be grateful for what you do have, like let's say if I didn't have a good job but I could say, look, I'm grateful I have my education. I have the means and the material to be eligible for a good job, and it's just a matter of time until I find the job or the job finds me then you you project a happy, less desperate attitude. Like, well, I don't have this, but I have this, or I have someone who supports me, or there's always something you have, or at least I have my health that I can walk and, and, you know, uh, whatever it is, or if I'm disabled, I have disability. And there's always something you can be grateful for, and then you project a happier attitude rather than walking in the door like sullen and angry, as if you're going to say, you don't have a job for me, do you? You don't want to hire me. I wouldn't hire me. Why should you? You know, that's the attitude you project when you're really desperate. So right. if, you're gratitude about, if you're grateful about something, you won't. Or a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you feel that no one's going to hire me or that, you know, oh, uh, you know, I'm not going to get this job or something like that, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy if you um, keep your focus on the lack. And it, and this isn't just hocus-pocus stuff. I mean, it really is the way um, the universe works. I mean, we're all energy and like attracts like in, in, in how we manifest things. So it really is important to shift your focus on being grateful for the things that you have. I know it sounds simplistic, but it does work. And once you're in that state of gratitude, um, applying all those other techniques we talked about, you know, if it's visualization, if it's affirmations or whatever, it, other kinds of things that you want um, will help you draw in the things that you truly want. But, I mean, you know, it's a tough economy, but people are prospering and people are getting jobs. I know there's not as many jobs as there there was, and I know that there's, you know, a lot of mergers, a lot of layoffs, and a lot of, you know, cutbacks in general in the workforce, but people are still prospering. And this this applies if you work for somebody or if you have your own business. If you have your own business and you're dependent dependent upon clients, the same, you know, mm-hmm. concept that we're talking about applies to you as well. So, um, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, 
what's the word that I'm looking for? There's a lot of, well, you know, I mean, we, we have, we control our own destiny, I feel. So um, by owning up to it and owning that and, um, you know, going through life knowing that you have the power to create. I mean, we're creating every single day 24-7. The problem is we're often creating things that we don't want. Um, so, and, and, you know, what my clients, especially my coaching clients, know is that as they're telling me all these stressful things that are happening in their life, I always ask them, well, who's driving? You know, I mean, it's not like somebody's pulling strings or, you know, you're on somebody's bad list, so you get all this negative stuff happening to you. You know, it, it is a, a manifestation of what our thoughts are and where we are in the process of inner growth and, and I, I, you know, I, what I kind of want to say, enlightenment and kind of like getting it. I just want to add that, um, and it has to do with what you were saying, how sometimes when you do the affirmations it feels like a lie, like thank you for my job if you don't have one. And I know that I've heard that something that could help is thank you for the job that's coming to me. Thank you for the relationship that's on its way. So at least you have something to look forward to and you're not it's not want because you know it's coming and you're grateful for it but you don't feel like it's a lie because you're not saying oh it's what i have this second right i think that's a great concept it really really is um and and you know something that the course in miracles tells us is that you know a miracle is simply a change of perception um, and if we choose to stay stuck or we choose to stay in a state of lack, we're not going to be able to have that miracle come into our reality. So by shifting, if it's with an affirmation similar to what Julie just mentioned, or getting yourself into just being in a state of gratitude changes everything. It truly, truly does. So um, you have, all of us have the power. So, you know, hopefully... Um, as you listen to this, you'll, it'll be sort of sinking in and try it. Start today. You will see changes and, 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 and major shifts in your consciousness when you allow yourself to be in a state of gratitude. Well, I think that our callers will be very grateful when they speak to you very soon and Dr. Jean. Phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. They're here to answer all of your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. That equates to getting a free reading, so don't miss that incredible opportunity. Send us your questions now. If you don't want your real name used on the air, please let Lady Fontaine know. But in order for your question answered, you will need to provide us with real names, some background, and a specific question. We will honor your request for anonymity. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be, taking more, will be talking more about the art of prosperity, and they will begin taking calls right after the mailbag question. So give us a call, 646-381-4141. And now it's time for our Sky McKenna's Skywatch Report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. 
Hello everybody, this is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week, and if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind at our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this, then, is for the week beginning, Sunday, September 19th, 2010. Well, we have an exciting week ahead of us. It's all very magical because the autumn equinox and the harvest full moon happen at the same time. And the sun is going to be aspecting Jupiter and Uranus, who are conjunct now in mystical Pisces. What that means is that we're going to have another opportunity to stand back and take a look at what we've been creating and watch for this to happen in an almost startling way. And Tuesday, September 21st, is the exact date that the sun will face off with Jupiter and Uranus. And this is the time when we can find ourselves face-to-face with true awakening, and that's with a capital A. Something is arriving that will shake us out of our same old, same old attitudes, choices, and situations, and we may find ourselves needing to be quick and spontaneous. And life may seem kind of unpredictable for a time, but if we have a choice between stress and excitement, choose excitement every time. So get ready for and welcome some fast, surprising change. Then on Wednesday, September 22nd, the sun will waltz into the sign of Libra, and this marks the time of the fall equinox for all of us here in the Northern Hemisphere. It also marks a time of perfect balance between day and night. For this day and for the next month, actually, our focus will be on partnering, close relationships, and balance. Love can be in the air, as well as negotiation, beauty, and harmony amongst us all. So use this energy fully and well. And this magical moment of the fall equinox also takes place right at September's full harvest moon on Thursday, September 23rd. So the energy really is all about culminating change and again, balance. Because this full moon also takes place very near the point where we experience that cardinal T-square. You remember the cardinal T-square, right? Well, this full moon is very close to the position of Jupiter and Uranus, squaring Pluto and facing off with Saturn. Did I say expect change this week? And because this full moon also takes place in Aries at the beginning of the zodiac, the zero point as it's called, this is like, bang, let's move it, and we will. And since this full moon is also the harvest moon, we should look to see what we're individually or collectively ready to have harvested in our lives. So look back to the new moon on September 8th to see what seeds we may have planted. Then on Saturday, September 25th, the radiant life-giver sun will square off with extreme and powerful Pluto, and we should absolutely be ready to release anything that's holding us back, whether it's thinking, emotions, people, places, or things. This is another one of those major turning points in our transformation. And if we can avoid confrontations, that would be a very good thing. Locking horns will get us absolutely nowhere fast, and it will just take up a lot of our valuable time and energy. So we need to assess any challenges as calmly as possible and be prepared to walk away for just the moment or otherwise. Now this week I want to talk about how and where Venus's upcoming retrograde will affect each sign. She won't officially move into her retrograde phase until October 8th, but we're already in the shadow period right now and we're beginning to experience it already. And if we can get a jump start and use this time to prepare for this new energy, that'll just be all to the good. And as usual, this will apply to your sun sign and ascendant rising sign if you know it. Aries, during this upcoming period, be mindful of joint resources and other people's money. It might also be a good time to consider releasing old, dusty, worn-out things in your life and replace them with frisky new things. Taurus, your close partnerships may need a second or third look-see, and you may find yourself taking a long, hard look at what's really working in your relationships and just what isn't. And then think about some decisions that will shake things up and begin again one way or the other. 
Gemini, you'll be looking for more satisfying ways to take care of your health, your job, and how you live your life each day. Addressing all those seemingly small things, reviewing and revamping personal habits, including eating better, moving more, and getting enough rest, will result in major life changes that will startle you. Cancer, things that bring you joy and happiness will be up for review, and you may be reassessing the romantic situation in your life and considering what needs to change. You may also be ready to drop things and move into a new way of creating in your life. Leo, not only will your physical home come up for a hard look, but your inner world as well. You'll be assessing and reassessing the security you have or don't have and redefining where you truly feel at home and how to get there and probably seeing and choosing new goals, inner and outer ones. Virgo, you may feel called to pull in the welcome mat now and discover that less is more in the social side of your life. Walks in nature may suddenly appeal more than having a busy social calendar and may actually help you get clear and accomplish goals that you forgot you had. Libra, your finances and those things you value or thought you valued will be getting your attention. And you may and probably will be assessing how and where you earn your dollars and whether it truly satisfies you. And you'll be deciding what you really, really do want in your life. Scorpio, you're on stage here. This is all about you. You may rethink your personal image and decide if that's truly the you that you want to present. You'll be giving yourself a second look now and watch for a new you to be in the works. Sagittarius. Retrospection and introspection will pull you to new places, and there are likely people, places, or things behind the scenes working in your favor that you weren't aware of yet. Look within and hold off deciding who or what you want until the information arrives on your front doorstep. Capricorn, the dreams you've taken for granted so long may begin to look a bit tarnished, and your current crop of friends might as well. This is a time for you to sort through your hopes and wishes, and also sort through the friends that truly care about you from those that don't. Aquarius, your career and reputation come up for review. You may find yourself reassessing your goals and winnowing out those things that worry you and at the same time clarifying what things will bring your life true satisfaction on the job and otherwise. Pisces, thinking big right now may not seem as satisfying or as affordable. Ideas and ideals you once cared about may not be as important to you now. You'll likely find yourself reconsidering how big you really want to go and whether your current direction is the direction that's going to carry you there. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Sky McKenna. As always, what an amazing report. To learn more about Sky, please visit her website at skymckenna.com or check out my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. There's a link to her website. You can also listen to Sky live on the air on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Achieve Radio. That is achieveradio.com. Tell Sky you heard about her here. And watch for Sky right here on Eye on the Future. Um, coming up on October on October 19th. And it's now time for the mailbag question of the day. You guys ready? Yep. Always ready. They're always good questions. They are. All right, dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean, 
Thank you for taking my question. I'm a married woman of 37. I have a great job in a very large bank. I'm writing because I seem to have a repeating cycle that happens in my life, and I don't know what to do about it. It began way back when I got my first job at a law firm. It was a great job. It only lasted about 18 months. Then I had a down period of about four months. Then I got another job, and it was better than the job before. I worked there for almost three years. Then they had layoffs, and I was the first to go. I couldn't find work for several months. Then I got yet a better job and worked there for three and a half years. And again, a layoff, and I was the first to go. Each one of these jobs was a, I, in each one of these jobs, I was a very valued employee in a high position. It isn't like I'm performing my job. Uh, I, it isn't like I am not performing my job. I know I am. I believe this is caused by something internal to me, but I don't know how to find it, and I don't know how to make it go away. Because now I've been working at a job for three years, and there was recently a merger, and I know what is coming. Each time I lose my job, I completely go through my savings to live and never have had the chance to build a strong base for myself. What should I do, Melissa, in New York City? Well, I want to say on this particular situation, um, in, in feeling out the energy, I really honestly believe that she is truly a, a top-notch very valued employee. I mean, it really comes through. I mean, that's not just her not seeing what the reality of the situation is or it isn't her, you know, being an um, inept worker that doesn't realize that she's not really doing the job. I honestly feel she's extremely valued um, in, in, in each of these jobs, and it does feel like she's got a very, very high position, as she says. Um, I, there was something very telling in what you just read to us, Frank, and she said, I believe this is caused by something internal to me, but I don't know how to find it and how to make it go away. Um, and then she said, because I have been working, uh, because now I've been working at a job for three years, um, and there was recently a merger, and I know what is coming. And I know it sounds very simplistic for me to say this, but... Um, just the sheer fact that she knows what's coming. She, she's, it's a self, at this point, it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. At the beginning, when this problem first started to happen, I believe it has to do with two things. One is, um, at the core of who Melissa is, I feel she really um, doesn't feel that she deserves to have um, a lot of success, and I feel that she feels uncomfortable with the success, even though outwardly, I feel she's um, quite, I don't want to say aggressive, but quite focused and determined, I think is a much better word to use. Um, but I feel a lot of insecurity in her energy, and I feel that that sort of set her up initially for that to start taking place, and now she unfortunately is pretty much in a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, Dr. Jean, in a situation like that, from a psychological standpoint, what would you suggest? Well, you know, I, I think she probably is a very good employee and they probably rely on her a lot, but maybe there, there could be some connection that these people have with one another or something they want that they're not getting from her so that she can be the first to go. They don't they don't need her there or they feel they're paying her too much. Uh, 
or maybe she doesn't work that well with teens and and uh, whatever it is is she'd be better off in her own business. I'm getting the sense if she's a lawyer, a lot of times working with law firms, especially for women that are good, a lot of the men who are in charge get very threatened because that's still a male-dominated field, and certain important clients would prefer to negotiate with a woman. And when they see a woman there, especially if it's a good-looking woman and she has the same law degree as the men, they try to go to her over the men. And, and some of the men will do anything to get rid of that competition or to keep it in a low spot. And this one has managed to get into a high enough spot that she then would be next in line for a man's job. And if you ever see Survivor, those kind of shows, they don't always throw the worst person or the least needed person off the island. They throw off somebody that they don't want to compete with them later on. Right, right. That's a, the, the highest you know, threat to them. That's true. And actually, when you were giving a couple scenarios as far as what you thought may be the issue of what's going on, I do feel she's very highly paid. And and to me, it actually feels like that she's more highly paid than some of the men around her. So that could also play into, like, that survivor um, concept that you just mentioned, or it could just be, you know, plain dollars and cents where, um, you know, when, when there's layoffs and when there's cutbacks, obviously they're going to um, look at the easiest ways to start cutting, the, you know, the, the larger salaries. But, you know, I feel, um, I, don't, I don't feel that there's anything that she can do different at, at the job. I mean, honestly, she feels to, be, to me to be competitive. She feels to me to be a hard worker. Um, she just feels to me to be really in the groove. And to me, her energy um, feels so corporate. I mean, she feels like she thrives in that environment. And you had brought up um, her having her own business. And maybe that's something she'll look at in the future. Right now, it's just what I feel in her energy is so much like she thrives on this. She really, so really like a corporate type, which is the opposite of me and, and I think you, that, that couldn't last a week and wouldn't be seen as a valued employee and even if you did the job well would be messing up on relationships. Yeah, I don't get the sense that she's not a good worker and good, a good corporate type. So for a while anyway, she's stuck in that environment because she wants it most. Right. I mean, at some point, she very, very well may, you know, have that internal shift where she realizes in order for her to really be able to manifest the future that I feel she, she truly wants for herself or truly desires, um, she may have to break out on her own and then have the, the true control. Um, but, you know, to me, I, I, there's nothing that I could find in her energy that shows me that she needs to change how she's, do, how she's doing the job. I would, um, you know, suggest that she does some inner soul searching and just try to sort of capture um, the emotion of how she feels when she is in a situation where she's losing her job or, in, as this email says to us, where she knows she's going to lose the job and, and, and try to trace that back to the early feelings in her childhood of, feeling insecure and the uncertainty of certain things because that's what I feel she's recreating in her life. Um, I'm feeling, you know, what, what feels to me, uh, uh, I, uh, the, the word that's coming to me is a very shaky feeling in her childhood. Mm -hmm. I feel she felt very insecure, very uncertain, and very, very scared and very shaky, and that's what I feel she's manifesting in her adult life. 
So it's certainly something that I feel is fixable, and once she, she you know, really identifies what's, you know, what it is that she's recreating in her life today, I feel she's not going to be creating that cycle. But I, I can imagine it's frustrating because it seems like every, you know, couple of years, every two or three years, she's out of work and dealing with, you know, just spending three or four or five months or whatever it is looking for work. And it's tough. It, it, it's a tough situation. But, um, you, Melissa, I personally feel um, you're, you're intelligent, you're smart, you have a lot of potential to to learn and to um, to sort of um, absorb some of the stuff that, that we talk about all the time on this show. Even this situation right now, if you are facing, if, you, if it does happen that you are facing a layoff or, or something of that nature, try to find the gift and the lesson in the situation rather than just getting resentful of it because I also feel that we have repeating patterns in our life and they will continue to occur until we get what the universe or our, or our higher self is trying to tell us. So that might be something else that you consider looking at. And, of course, if you need to speak to either myself or Dr. Cirillo, um, you know, offline, just contact us directly. Okay. All right. Well, you, guys, you guys ready for another letter? Yeah. Okay. Starts dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. Lady Fontaine, I took one of your workshops a couple of years ago, and I was quite impressed. You laid out a logical approach to healing yourself. I have followed your system for all these years, and I have to say that overall I have resolved my love issues, but I'm heavily laden with financial issues. I'm not sure why I can figure out how to apply these techniques to career as well as love. Do you have any suggestions? I took your workshop in December 2008 in New York City. Any help and guidance would be appreciated. And this is Susan in Boston suburbs. All right. I'm still trying to connect with her energy. Dr. Jean, do you want to start with this and give your input? Well, she's talking a lot about the self-healing, and and that is very powerful. Apparently, two years later, she's... uh, She's holding on to that as 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 a way of uh, making things better. So I, I I would encourage her to pursue it. I would uh, I would wonder when the next one that you were giving was. I would also wonder if she's continuing things on her own as far as exercise, meditation, eating right, or the Eastern or non-medical ways of keeping herself healthy seem to be what she's attached to, and that's what I'm attached to, too. I I don't even know the name of uh, the latest antibiotics. A doctor, some with my patient, and said, don't you know about this drug or this drug? I'm like, no, I haven't taken antibiotics in 30 years. (laughs) So I I think that she's on the right track, I don't know. Are you picking up anything well, about I'm, her health? I'm talking with one thing. I'm, I'm really looking at her energy because I can see um, what's going on in her in in her love life, and I can see where all the things. And I'm not sure which workshop she attended because I do a few of them. But um, you know, I could feel where it's almost like she's on this even heal, you know, like she, she got in the groove and she's worked through whatever it is that she needs to work through. I mean, my difficulty in, from a logical standpoint, not from a psychic standpoint, from a logical standpoint with this is, if you do the work right 
and you know this, Dr. Jean, from, you know, if somebody's healing themselves or going through, um, working through their past issues, um, it's going to apply straight across the board. It's not going to just, or maybe that's a question let me ask you. If it does just uh, apply in one area of your life, um, let's assume that you had some major awareness about um, what was going on in your childhood based on, you know, your parents' um, not validating your feelings or something like that. So you, 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 you get that awareness, you go through whatever internal process you need to, to get the healing that you need, but yet it only manifests in one aspect of your life. What would you, what, what would you think is holding you back from manifesting it across the board? Well, I, you know, I, I have very many situations that are like that because the left side of my brain is much more developed than the right side. So there are some things that work right away with, like, almost no effort, and then there's other things that you could struggle with forever and they don't seem to work. Sometimes, if it's something physical, that's when you have to bring Western medicine into it. There might be a condition that you need medication, treatment, and you should take that along with the holistic and the other things that you're doing. Other things are you might need formal lessons on, on how to do something. Uh, nowadays, there's classes on flirting, on meeting people. Uh, you know, go for education. Go for counseling. Go to the masters, to the people that are good at whatever it is, and, and, and try to learn. You know, we're just born that there's some things. My parents used to always say they were both good athletes. Why can't you just pick up the racket and play tennis? Why can't you just do this? Now, they could because they were natural athletes. I couldn't. I had to take lessons. I had to take dance lessons originally and became very good at it. So for what it, in the areas where she's struggling, I think that if she's done it this way and she's tried on her own and it's limited or no progress, that's when she has to seek the outside, the advice of an outside expert. And she's still doing something good because she's finding the expert. That's why the expert is there. Right, and that's actually great advice. And when you were talking, I actually kind of got a picture in my head of something that she needs to work on very specifically from her childhood. Um, to me, it feels like a very, very strong abandonment issue. I don't want to really um, get into the specifics of what I picked up, but, um, you know, it, uh, if she went into therapy or counseling or, you know, even any sort of... Um, internal healing, you know, emotional healing process, um, she, would, she would be able to get in touch with this and work through it. But I honestly feel that that's what's holding her back. Um, it came through very, very clearly when you were talking. So, um, yeah, yeah. There's some things that are above our ability to will ourselves out of or uh, self-help. When, when the issue is minor enough and manageable, then you can benefit. Uh, the further you start, the easier it is to learn and to perfect your skills in an area. And, yeah, if there's an area where you feel you're very deficient, sometimes you have to take the initial steps of seeking expert help. Nothing wrong with it. Maybe this goes back to what you were talking about before, Lady Fontaine, about being grateful. Uh, maybe she's having trouble being grateful for finances and her love life's a little bit easier. So she's being very resistant and maybe she can't uh, get to that place of, of healing her financial issues because she can't find a way to be grateful for it. Mm, 
without a doubt. I mean, if she's sitting in a state of lack, then without a doubt that's what she's going to be attracting. Um, so I agree 100% with that, Julie. I mean, I still feel there's, because it's, it's showing itself so clear that there's a, a particular incident from her childhood that, that happened with her dad that I feel she's holding, she doesn't realize she's holding on to it, but it's very strongly there. So my gut feeling is that's also a piece of what's going on. But, you know, that, that brings the broader question, and this is something that I'm going to ask. I don't know what the answer is. I have to ask it, and then I'm going to try to come up with the answer. And that is, um, will being in a state of gratitude resolve, like magically resolve all these old issues? And that's, that's really a good question, because I actually feel that we need to go through doing the work and clearing out the past. I mean, I'm a very strong advocate and, um, you know, your past is going to really control you until you deal with it. People think that, oh, I don't want to deal with my past. I've worked through it already and I this and that. But in reality, your past really overshadows everything that happens in your life um, until you really go back and start dealing and working through stuff. So um, I don't know. That's a good question maybe for next week. I have to give that some thought if just shifting and being in a state of gratitude would iron out all the, those old things. I mean, if you hit the proper state of gratitude, which would be, you know, you know, it's like being in a state of bliss. It's like, you know, transcending all the negativity and all the lack that's within us. So theoretically, if you are in a state of um, gratitude, it theoretically would resolve all those old issues. I mean, Dr. Jean, what do you think about that? Is that... Do you think that's humanly possible? What do I think about that? Well, I'm not sure what I think about that because I think it would resolve some issues that, that are mild or moderate. If there's something severe, whether it's emotional, now they're tracing a lot of that to brain chemistry. If she's got some kind of physical problem, don't, you know, if you've tried enough with, with your own way and it's not working, there's no harm in seeking expert help. I mean, of course, if it's a major operation or something like that, you want to avoid anything that can do harm. But I think you should explore all areas. And sometimes when a problem is very severe, that's why they have long-term therapy and medicine. You, you can't always work your way out of it. But the mild or the moderate problems can be helped with uh, self-help. Well, I beg to differ, but... <laughs> no, yeah, you can't. I mean, there's certain brain chemistry problems, like let's say somebody has a certain brain chemistry where they're schizophrenic. Well, no different. amount of... No, no, they could be in touch with the reality some of the time, but if they don't take their medication, they're going to be crazy. Now, no, you I... try to find the proper medication without the side effects, and then you'd be surprised how, how much more they can benefit from... Uh, the other kind of techniques, uh, self-help, gratitude, whatever it is. But sometimes you just have to back down and, and, and agree that you need more help than, than you can give yourself. No, and, and that I definitely agree with. I just, I personally feel, well, I've developed a system called Connecting the Dots, and I really feel it's a very, very powerful system that has worked for, you know, I was going to say trillions of people, but I think that's a stretch, um, has worked for tons of people. Um, and and it, it's very, very effective. And it's different, obviously, than what you 
than the dialogue or conversation you would have if you had um, a one-on-one -on -one session with Dr. Jean. Um, but yet it's similar in certain ways. I guess the, the difference is as a psychic, I can I see it right away. And uh, Dr. Jean, when you're when you're in a therapy session with somebody, um, do you do you sum them up like in the first five minutes of the conversation, or does it really take you a while to get down to the? I can, but then later on I see other things. But what I have seen now that new effective medications have been invented is that there are certain people that just aren't good candidates for talk therapy that can then become good candidates to modify their behavior if they have a little help with chemical or physical problems. Mm. Or sometimes uh, even diet and exercise can do that if their diet and exercise is really poor. Wow. If, yeah. if it's really poor, you know, then it's creating problems. But if they're already doing what they can and they're still depressed, they're still anxious, or they still have certain difficulties, a lot of times they do need the outside boost. Mm. Um, well, I, I, for, for this particular situation with Susan, um, I feel that if she reaches out to somebody like Dr. Jean had mentioned, it probably would be advantageous. I mean, since, since she's done a workshop with me already, if she was interested, I don't have a workshop schedule for 2011 yet out, but when it's out, it will be on my website or, you know, contact us directly and we'll see how we can help you. All right. Well, thank you very much for your questions, Melissa and Susan. These are some great questions and some great answers from our in-house experts, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. Keep in touch and let us know how things turn out. Now, just a reminder, all you guys out there, send your questions, please, to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. That's mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. And Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few of these questions each week to answer live on each show. The phone lines are now open, so please give us a call at 646-381-4141. That's 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. We've got a whole bunch of uh, calls now on the switchboard. Would you guys like to take one right off? Absolutely. You sure would. Well, right out the gate here, we have uh, Christina. Christina I was actually on the air last time. We ran out of time, unfortunately. So, Christina, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you. No problem. Hi, Christina. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I, thank you I, for calling uh, again. Uh, you're the first one on, so... Uh, I'm glad you waited over the week. Yeah, I did, and actually, it gave me some time to listen to some of the archives and and, and get a better understanding and a little bit of that was being said. I was the one that um, I was with my boyfriend Jerry for three years, and we broke up three months ago, and it didn't end very well. And I was very stubborn, you know, when he tried to reach out again, because it was my belief that. He was seeing somebody else, and I still feel that, but um, my question last week was, I'm really trying to work on me and let go like God as you you know, and I have a tendency to be a codependent, um, and I've been working on it, but I feel him very strongly and energy wise and I know I'm very empathic and I intuitive i I know everybody is at some point, but I think I have a little more, and I dream a lot. But I, I guess I just need help and 
I don't want to be thinking about him and it be me manipulating my own self or is it really I'm picking him up or how do I go forward with what I'm getting? I, I guess I don't know how to work on me if it's me that's holding him close to my energy. Well, you know, the, the best approach, and this is something that's extremely hard to do, but the more we hold on to something, um, the more we limit it. So truly the best approach, and this goes even when you're in a relationship with somebody, if you hold on too tight to it, you're going to smother it, and eventually it's going to end up um, slipping out of your hands. I mean, you can't hold on and expect, and I'm not saying this applies to you. This is a general statement, but you can't expect um, anything external to yourself to make you feel better or to, you know, fill all the gaps and holes that we all have within ourselves. So my, my, my suggestion is to work on you and really work on letting go because in the end, um, you know, what, what, what's supposed to be will be. My gut feeling is you guys have not fully run your course. I'm sure I said that to you last week because the energy connection to me still feels intact. It really, really does. Um, I know you said that you didn't have a good ending with him, um, but it still feels to me like a lot of, you know, unresolved stuff. And it, I'm not picking up your energy. I'm getting that when I'm reading his energy. So my gut feeling is, even if he is seeing somebody right now, but if he is, um, I'm going to be honest with you, it feels extremely casual. Um, it, uh, you know, he might just have to do what he needs to do right now to realize what's important to him. Now, I'm not saying to you, Christina, that this is the man that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. It doesn't come, and I'm being honest with you, it does not come through that way. But I don't. I feel you guys have not dealt with this situation. I do feel that um, you're going to gravitate towards each other. My gut feeling is um, still could be a couple more months here. Um, let me just see where I find the most likelihood. All right, I feel a couple windows here. Um, first window I see is almost as soon as the end of October, beginning of November. So, you know, there's a very, very strong likelihood in that time frame that he may reach out to you and he may um, at that point just be sort of testing the waters. But I do feel, you know, there's a genuine caring and there's a genuine concern. So my gut feeling is he's going to, you know, sincerely want to know how you're doing and, you know, sort of catch up with things. Um, the, gr the greater potential, the way I'm seeing it right now, um, is, uh, towards a little bit closer towards the end of the year, um, sometime mid-November, um, I would say to early December, comes through a, a little bit stronger as far as potential of you guys reconnecting. Um, but certainly I don't feel you guys have run your course. I really, really don't. But the, it, what I want to say, if you stay in a situation, and this, is, this applies to what we were just talking about, if you stay in a situation where, oh, I want him so badly, I want him back, and, you know, that kind of mentality, you're going to prevent yourself from creating that in your life because you're going to be sending out lack to the universe. The universe only understands the emotion and, and the feeling you're sending out. When you want something, you're sending out, I don't have it. The universe sends you more of not having it. So it's, that's why, again, the, just the exercise and the, the, um, the, the process of just letting it go and just try to find the gift and lesson in both your relationship and the reason why you're not together right now. And if you find that gift and lesson, that should help you shift as well. 
to, you know, see it from a bigger picture and sort of let go of some of this stuff. Um, to answer your question, though, I do feel from, um, you know, an, an empathetic, uh, you know, from an empathetic perspective, you are picking up on his energy. But I feel what happens is you're, it's getting tainted with your emotion. So I do believe that there are times that he thinks about you. There are times that he's so, so strong in your energy, but it sort of gets expanded and, 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 and I don't want to. I don't mean this exactly the way I'm going to say it, but sort of blown out of perspective, because I feel a tremendous amount of want in you, and a tremendous amount of need, as if um, you know you you really want this relationship back in your life. So be aware of that, and when that's happening, just ask yourself, um, you know, why isn't he in my life? What's the gift or lesson? What do I need to see? And as you're asking yourself those questions, I honestly feel you're going to be picking up answers. Things are going to pop into your head. Listen to what comes up because I feel it's going to be very important in helping to guide you through this whole process and actually through your life. And you being um, more intuitive than many of us, I feel that you're going to get those messages and you're going to get them quickly. Okay, that does make sense. I, I, and I totally resonate with what you're saying. And I do, I think because I pick it up, I, I let it control me. And sometimes it's like I don't, I let my ego speak instead of my higher self, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's so. unfortunately the way we're built. In this, in this dimension, in this physical dimension, the ego unfortunately rules. But, Dr. Jean, what's your take on this? Well, you know, I was thinking that in a way you are, she's into pursuing challenges because this guy seems like a pretty difficult person to be with, that he has a lot of issues and that if and when you get him back, it's, it's not going to be smooth sailing. And, and maybe that's part of what attracts you to him, that he seems to be deep because there's a lot of ups and downs. That's not always a sign of depth. It is a sign of disturbance and conflict, and I think there's some of that, and that's my, why he might be pulling away, and you're being attracted to that. And, and that's something to look out for in yourself, that this might not be a, a really happy relationship when you get it back. So I'm attracted to the drama pretty much. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you used a better word. You said it better than the drama. That's what you are attracted to here. And and just be aware of that. It's okay, but you have to deal with that in yourself. That there might, part of the reason you might be so uh, extra attracted to it is because of the drama and that that might not be a good thing. So the lesson as, you, as you're away from it, as Lady Fontaine said, is to look at why are you so attracted to the drama? What are you lacking in your own life? Maybe your own set of interests and values and friends and things to do, and that would take your mind off seeking drama all the time. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I, I know what the answer is to most of that. And I'm trying to get away from it, and that's why we had so many ups and downs, because I get them back, and then... I see what it's like, and I'm like, no, this is not what I want in my life. And then we break up, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want, I don't want to be broken up. So well, I'm fighting just be myself. Aware. Just be aware. This is the lesson that's being taught to you while he's away to look at the emptiness in your own life and where that's coming from, right. and that maybe filling it with the drama of an up and down relationship isn't the only or the best thing that you can do. Maybe look for other ways to fill that 
And then, you know, if you get them back, that's fine, but you've got to fill that gap somewhere. That makes sense. Well, I appreciate all that information, and I will continue to listen and you know, to your shows. Please, you do give a lot of information that you can utilize as tools, so we I appreciate try. it. <laughs> we I try. appreciate it as well. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Who is – and that before we go on to the next caller, I just want to say there's something that you had just mentioned that I would like – you to elaborate on, Dr. Jean, and that was this draw towards drama, because I get a lot of callers, you know, in my, in my private practice about who, who have this, what they call this extremely, you know, strong connection or attraction towards somebody, and when I look at the energy, it's not that well-aligned you know, kind of connection that just mer- where the energies overlap beautifully and it just feels harmonious. It's not like that. It's more like that that high drama kind of thing. Right. What, yeah, what the disharmony they- is what they're attracted to. They view the other as when everything goes smoothly, they view it as boring. And they view the drama as exciting and challenging and uh, as something that gets their own adrenaline, their own juices going, they never know what to expect. But then that what comes with it is a lot of letdowns, and the end result usually isn't as good as the one that goes smoother. But right. people are naturally attracted to that, especially if they don't have anything else in their life that gives them excited excitement or gets their chemicals going. That's why we suggest exercise, uh, activities, uh, interests, values, and something besides a relationship that's going to fill what you think are all your needs. Also, sometimes when people see a person that's very deep and withdrawn and moody, they see that person as bright. They see that person as as, as interesting, as deep, where the other person who's, who's healthier, actually, they see as dull and boring. And, and that depth often isn't depth. Often it is a sign of emotional disturbance, and, and it's going to rub off on you and the relationship. So this the bad boy with the dark side, the depth, the moodiness, those aren't good signs. Don't mistake them for intelligence and depth and feeling and everything else. Wow. I, I think that's probably some of the best advice that we've ever really given on this show, simply because it's an awareness. I, I, I feel all too often women get so caught up in this, and men as well, but they get so caught up in the drama and they, and they feel somehow, you know, because they have all these intense feelings that it, it's so real. So I, I'm glad that we had this call tonight and, and had this discussion because I feel it is so spot on. I really, really do. You want All that right. drama, read a book, read a novel, or, or go to a movie. You know, this way it doesn't affect you in the negative way. You can get the excitement without having to live it. I can't. Right, and, I, and, and something else that you had said about the exercise. I mean, I... I really feel that the reason why we get so attracted towards all this stuff is because we're, there's there's big gaping holes in us, um, and we don't work on ourselves. Therefore, you know, when something, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, uh, glistening or illuminating or or exciting or something like that approaches us, it's like, oh, then let's focus all of our attention on that and suddenly we feel like we have this whole complete life when in reality we don't. Um, 
but I, I, I really feel this is such timely information because I, I have so many callers that deal with um, situations where they feel because they're so entangled in the drama that it's such an incredible connection when in reality sometimes it's not. It's intense, but it's not necessarily healthy. But all right, right uh, I know we have some a few more callers waiting. Um, Frank or Julie, who is our next caller? Our next caller is Lisa, and she's going back to grad school or considering it. Uh, she has financial questions, so here's Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Going back to school. Yeah, I tried to um, get through last year, did it? But it was a great show, and I called a couple months ago, and you guys gave me great advice, and it was a great reading because um, I do consulting on my own, and it's you know it's been a struggle. Um, I've made some money, but you know I'm, I'm still somewhat struggling and making moves. I do um, much like Dr. Cerullo, I do relationship coaching, and I do sexual health education uh, via phone, and I do workshops. Um, and I write. So those are the three things that I do. But I'm actually uh, pursuing a Ph.D. in counseling psych and yes. uh, in developmental psych. I'm doing, trying to see what's going to happen. I'm concerned about my financial situation in the process because I get worried going back to school and what my money situation is going to be like. And there's a lot, there's a lot of apprehension around it all, and I just feel like I'm trying so hard to uh, build my financial foundation. It's been a struggle this year and what you see coming in for me um, like to guide me or what you see or just to, to stabilize myself. I would get as many student loans as you can because there's a, that doesn't affect your credit negatively the way other loans do. And often the, when you do pro bono or public service kind of work, you work for school, you work for certain agencies, a certain percentage per year gets forgiven meaning you never have to pay it back. And also, if you have legitimate financial problems, apply for scholarships that don't have to be paid back, which might be hard for you because you sound like a returning student who's okay financially compared to a lot of kids right out of high school because you had a job, but now it's going to be a little tough because you'll be working maybe harder than you ever worked at work, but you'll be poorer and you're used to having certain comforts. That's why I'm saying... Don't skimp on the loans. Those, those are good. Even if it takes you 20-something years like it did for me to pay it off, it, it won't hurt you financially. Okay. All right. Now, from a psych, and that was wonderful advice because I never think of the practical stuff. So thank you, Dr. Chan, for that. <laughs> you do uh, once in a while. <laughs> I know. I never do. So that, that's actually good, good advice. Now, from the psychic perspective, when I read your energy, um. It feels somewhat tight and restrictive, um, not not terrible. It just feels, you know, the way it really comes through, Lisa, is as if um, you have to be conscious of um, spending and finances, but it doesn't feel to me that it, you're in a state of lack. It just feels to me you're in a state of watching carefully. Um, is that true? Yes. Very much so. Like, even, like, right now, I have to pay for the GRE test, and I'm like, okay, can I pay for it next month instead of this month? And, like, I'm not, right now, things are kind of, like, stagnant. Like, like I'm not really, um, right now, like, what I'm getting money from is the writing right now more than anything else. And I had to postpone a teaching job that I was supposed to start this month, so next month, because I had a, 
a health issue come up, and a, like an allergic reaction, so I couldn't work. So it's been like, like I said, I've been like really pushing, and I, I have those worries behind it because of those things that have been happening. So I wanted to kind of see what's going to come in to help me. Well, writing is good because you can do that around your own schedule as little or as much as you want to do, even though you do have deadlines. It works well with being a student. And I do remember that when we spoke um, a few months ago that it, it I tend to remember that writing came through as being something that was going to be profitable and, and good for you. Um, but when I look at your energy, it does feel, I'm not feeling any huge, huge changes for you this year. What I feel are pockets where it flows a little bit easier. Um, November actually feels to me, and, and it doesn't feel to me that that would be a um, great time for anybody's business as we're, you know, approaching the holidays. But for you, it actually feels to me that there's going to be certain things that almost feel like they're on hold right now or almost feel like they're not moving or not coming in will come in for you in November. But it still doesn't feel to me to be a huge windfall. It just feels to me to, you know, be like a little nudge of things moving along a little bit freer. When I look at your energy next year, it feels totally different. It almost feels to me that um, I'm going to say right now end of January, which again from a logical standpoint doesn't even make sense to me because I know that's not a tremendously good time for anybody after the holidays. But in, in your energy, end of January through March, feels to me that there's going to be almost like um, a you know, like the light bulb going off in your head, and you're going to have a new direction, not not totally different, but something new, maybe a new workshop, maybe a, you know, different approach on, on you know, on, on how you're doing something that feels to me it's going to get the eye and the attention of a lot of people. could even be I'm hearing from my guides and the press. So it kind of feels to me next year is going to launch you in a whole different direction, um, in a whole different way. So if you can just, you know, work your way through the next few months, um, no and November will be better for you because I do feel there's a few things that kind of feel to me they're on hold or in queue for you that I feel will manifest for you in, in, in November, which will make it easier for you. But next year it's going to be a lot different for you. What I urge you is, you know, based on everything we were talking about earlier, do your work. Um, try not to get caught up in what I always say to my clients in the clue. The clue right now is that things are stagnant, things aren't really connecting for you in the way that you would quote unquote want them to. Um, I feel the, 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 the gift and lesson in, in that is to understand why. So, you know, um, spend some time and ask yourself what, what do you need to see, what do you need to gain out of this experience? Um, and whatever pops into your head, I feel, is going to sort of lead you in the direction of getting some, you know, inner awareness to be able to work through anything that's holding you back. But be aware that the only thing that's holding you back is you. Um, also, what we were talking about, being in a state of gratitude, try to stay out of your ego, try to stay out of the worry, try to stay out of, um, you know, almost expecting the worst, try to leave yourself open for, you know, all the possibilities. But one of the most, I feel for you, one of the most critical things is be more 
grateful for all the things that are coming into your life. I feel you're looking so far ahead for everything to, you know, for the big things that you're missing all the small things along the way. And I feel for you that's part of the, the gift and the lesson that you need to learn. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's just um, I'm trying. I mean, there's a lot of, like, pressure around me uh, family-wise, too, financially. So that is, like, I can deal with my own stuff, but when I have to deal with the worry of not making money because they're worried, makes it worse. And I try to be happy about the little things, like even finding out that one of the programs will fully fund me if I get in. And mm-hmm. M member told me, don't get excited till you get in. And I'm just trying to find little bits of happiness to take the stress away. <laughs> so right. And I'm also those, are, those are unfortunately ways that, that sometimes family and friends don't know how to validate us. So work on validating yourself. You're entitled to feel happy or grateful for situations like that. And, and indulge yourself because I honestly feel that's going to be critical for you moving forward because um, you, your, your, your feelings and emotions feel kind of guarded to me, and, and yet you feel so indulged in worry and, and concern. So allow yourself that, that, you know, that, that luxury of feeling good once in a while. If, if you can't capture that state of gratitude, it's going to be very, very hard for you to manifest the things that you want in a timely fashion. I do um, affirmations that, and I'm very grateful all the time. I actually really do them, I, and I believe them, but I feel like what I just mentioned before, it's like when I, what, do, what does kind of bring me down is when someone that I'm close to is going to kind of shut down when I'm trying to be positive in front of them. So it's like that becomes frustrating because I have to start all over again. Well, they see your program as a threat to them. I know I kind of went through that, too, in some ways with my family. When you're back in graduate school, to you it's an achievement, but to somebody around you, well, if you're working instead, you'd produce more money now. But the good thing is you can bring in the money you're bringing in. You know, try to convince the people, I know that's hard to do, but how it's also to their advantage or at least not to their disadvantage that you're going to graduate school. It's a lot easier to get support when the person feels that they're coming along on your journey rather than that they're going to be left behind, which is what your family might feel. It's funny that you said that. It's actually true, and I've actually left those people behind, but this is somebody that I live with that's a parent, and it's because they're just worried about money, so that's like their... I completely agree with you, Dr. Thoreau, because I've already left those people behind because... Yeah. It's just too much. But um, You have to. Sometimes they drag you down. They're not good for you going ahead. They're like the people that drag you like the lobster. You put one lobster in a pot, you have to put a cover because the lobster will jump out. You put two pot- lobsters in the hot pot, you don't have to put a cover because whenever one tries to jump out, the other one pulls them back in. And it seems like the family, the parent might be pulling you back in. And I went through a very similar situation when I started graduate school, so I could understand that. Yeah. Do you ladies, um, well, um, uh, Lady Fontaine, I was wondering, where did you see me living next fall when I start one of the programs? Like, I'm scanning your energy. Um, me, actually, where do you live right now? Because the first thing I live in uh, Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and the okay. programs are in Manhattan. Okay. Because actually, I, I, the first thing that came to me was around water. So now I understand why um, 
you know, I'm feeling that. But it, it kind of feels to me um, not far from where you are right now. It does not feel that it's going to be at a great distance. Um, so are you looking at, at various places right now um, to relocate to? I mean, are you looking for a new apartment or something like that? Um, I can't afford to leave right now, but I'm thinking about it tremendously. Because it does not feel to me to be far from where, from where you are. And to me, the greatest possibility or probability that you will be moving, um, kind of want to say it feels several months away. I mean, right now it's coming through more in the March time frame of 2011. Okay. But will I be living in the same city where the schools are located? Because I don't live that far from the city. The only thing that's coming through is, is around water, and it doesn't feel far from where you are. So are you far out in Brooklyn, or are you closer to the city? Um, I'm about a half hour, 40, a half hour, 45 minutes to the city. Okay, it feels closer than that. So for me, I kind of feel if you stay in Brooklyn, you're probably going to be like in the Park Slope area or something much closer because it feels to me to be something like five or ten minutes away from, from Manhattan. Um, it, it doesn't feel to me that it is in Manhattan, though. So. Okay, thank you so much. Thank right. you. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, who is our next caller? Our next caller is Karen, and she has a question about about marriage in the future. Okay, so. Karen. Karen? Yes. Karen, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, Hi. good. Can you hear me? Yes, now we can. How are you? Okay. Hi. Good, good. Um, tell us what's going on. Well, my divorce is going to be final on the 28th of October, and I was wondering, and I've been separated from him for six years, going on seven, and I was wondering if there's going to be another marriage in my life. Well, let me say that even when you were talking, uh, the first thing that came to my head is an exciting a whirlwind romance. So let me find it and let me let me tell you a little bit about it. So far you haven't even in on it yet. But I know there's something exciting out there for you. All right. Um right now it kind of feels to me it's still several, several months away. It feels to me more um spring summer of two thousand and eleven. Right now I'm gonna say June, um and I'm feeling more or less the middle of June in 2011, I feel you're going to meet a man, kind of feels to me, um, I was going to say a lawyer, but then doctor came right into my head. Um, um, what would be a combination thereof? Um, <laughs> my practice lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um, are, you, are, are you, do you work for law firms or anything like that? No, I'm um, retired. Um, okay. I'm 59. Okay. And I had gotten diabetes, so I was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. um, but I do. Maybe you'll meet a doctor that's treating you. Oh yeah, well that's true too. Um, but it does feel to me that there is going to be somebody coming into your life in in the summer of 2011. Feels to me to be a really heartfelt kind of connection. I mean, it feels he feels exciting. He feels kind of debonair in a way. Um, 
but it's it's just going to be I don't know just a, a, when I look at your energies it feels to me to be a really nice overlapping of your energies and it feels to me to be very very supportive and that's something when I look back in your relationship with your husband even at the beginning of your relationship it doesn't feel tremendously supportive so is he not supportive in in your life Right. He was the one that was always in control, and, he, you know, I was secondary. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it got that point, you know, where it was hard for me to stay in the relationship because he thought of himself. At a middle age, that happens with women. The men that have dominated all along, the woman starts to take back the reins, and if he doesn't stop dominating, often there's divorce. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened, too. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you for, for, you know, taking back your power and doing it. I mean, I do honestly, and the, the words that are coming to me are bright future. So, Karen, I do feel there's some good stuff coming up for you. I do feel this guy uh, um, that I'm feeling that you're going to meet in um, in the summer of 2011 certainly can lead to marriage. It doesn't feel to me that you're going to be married two months later or anything like that, although I do feel you guys are going to be an item and you're going to be an item quickly. You know, it feels to me that there's just such a perfect, like, overlapping of your energies, like where he's strong, you're not, where you're strong, he's not. It doesn't feel like a tug of war. It feels like a nice blending of personalities. So for me, I feel um, once you guys really get to know each other, and it feels to me to be a little bit slow, um, slow, like a slow start to this relationship, but once it sort of gets into, you know, high gear, man, it, you know, it, it's going to be an exciting time for you. And, and again, he feels to me to be um, caring and, and, and open, and I don't know why, but debonair. I, I don't even know how that fits in. <laughs> but that's the word that they keep telling me. My guides keep telling me is debonair. So he's, it's like, like a gentleman, a polite gentleman. He's strong but polite and considerate and caring that it doesn't sound like she had in her marriage. No, and supportive. I mean, it comes through so strong that, you know, almost there's almost a softness, but there's a strength. And, and you know, he's a man's man, but he still has that gentleness. And it feels to me that, you know, he's he's going to, it's almost like um, he wants to know what you're thinking and feeling. He wants to be there for you. So it feels to me to be extremely supportive. And like I said, I don't ever feel that in, in your marriage. I mean, oftentimes when I look at situations where there is a divorce, I can at least go back to a time where the guy was supportive and this and that. I'm not saying he wasn't loving, but he wasn't, he, to me, he doesn't feel like he was ever supportive to you. But that's going to change. Um, once this guy comes into your life, I kind of feel, you know, it's going to be case closed. I, I don't feel you're going to be looking, and I don't feel that he's going to be looking anymore. I just feel it's, you know, a, a meeting of the minds, and it's it's truly going to be, you know, like a, a healthy kind of connection between the two of you, and it's going to work for you. Um, I'm hearing introductions, so I kind of feel somehow you're going to be introduced. Oftentimes when I hear introduction, I get more so that I know if it's going to be an online thing or if it's going to be, you know, meeting uh, a friend of a friend or something like that, but nothing else is coming through at this point. So, you know, you may want to either um, shoot me an email or call back in another couple of months. Maybe as we get closer, I'll be getting more information. But right now, I'm not picking up 
how this introduction is going to happen, but it feels to me somehow you are going to meet him through somebody. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> it great. Really does. I honestly feel you're going to be happy. Um, it almost feels to me, you know, a, a happiness and a contentment that I'm not sure you ever felt in, in your marriage at all. Good, because I was with this man for 37 years. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be an adjustment just having, you know, this new relationship. Um, you know, but do you, it's going to... Do you, pick up his, you know, do you pick up his name? I was actually getting the name David. Um, I met a guy named David, and he is a pharmacist. Oh. Ooh. I, um, okay, and uh, how is that going? I um he's my pharmacist. Um I haven't you know I just You'd met like him to get friendlier family. with him. Yeah, well it, it let me tell you if he's the right David, it's just gonna unfold for you. And it may not happen until June of next year because that's the timing that I got on it. Um but certainly if this is the same David, it's going to um just build off, you know, it's going to be sort of like be a stepping stone where you, you talk, you get to know each other a little bit more, and it slowly evolves. It felt slow to take off, so, you know, again, that that mm-hmm. sort of fit in a lot of the criteria of what I was picking up. So, um, you know, give us a call back and let us know how it works out. Um, could you tell me one other thing? He, um, let's see, I was thinking of it while you were talking. Um, oh, I can't remember what I was thinking of. Oh, could you tell me, do you read auras? Um, what do you want to know about the aura? I'm not really an aura reader, but what do you need oh. to know? I might be able to do it. Um, through the... Um, I want to know if mine's looking good because... I have diabetes, you know, and it really bothers me. Um, if I look at your health, um, I'm not doing it through your aura, but I'm, I'm looking at your energy, um, which in essence is the same thing, but I'm, I'm viewing it in a different way. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 you're going to be okay. Um, it feels to me that they're, they're almost... Are, there's almost like challenging times or challenging days or challenging weeks, but it feels to me overall you're going to be okay. Um, it, I'm not seeing like a day or, or a, a date where magically there's going to be a shift or something like that, but when I look, when it's, it's almost like when I'm looking at your energy now, it feels um, sort of heavier and... Uh, the, the word I'm using, it doesn't apply to what it, what it sounds like, but almost like more congested, just cloudier, not as as um, free as when I look at your energy starting in, I would say, the first week in December, it sort of gets a little bit crisp, more crystallized, and it, it just sort of illuminates more. So my gut feeling is as we get closer to the end of the year, um, somehow something's going to shift or change in you and you will be feeling better. And to me, when I'm looking into next year, I'm not feeling that heaviness that I feel in your energy right now. So my gut feeling is... 
you're going to be... Yeah, I'm on a diet, so... Oh, good, good. Oh. <laughs> and also, if, like Dr. Cirillo was talking about before, you know, add some exercise if you can do it. I feel a combination of those two things is going to make a big difference for you. All right. Well, you know... Keep us posted. Okay, we have... Uh, one more call that is a follow-up, so we only have a few minutes, but let's take her quickly. Sure. And this is this is Linda. Okay. Oh, Linda. Hi, Lady Fontaine. Hi, hi, Dr. G. Hi. Um, hi there. You know, uh, Lady Fontaine, you told me a couple of months ago someone maybe from my past, but I wasn't sure who would be it, uh, someone by the name of Paul or Larry. My ex-husband, Larry, uh, from 30 years ago, out of, uh, we haven't talked in over a year. We we still email. Uh, uh, he just popped in the other day and asked me. Uh, he contacted me through Facebook, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if anything's going to manifest from this once and for all, or should I just keep on moving on? Is he the one? All right, I'm just scanning his energy and your energy to see. It's interesting though with the name, and I specifically said to you somebody by the name of Larry. Um, no, you just someone from the past. It was a while ago when we talked. Okay. Um, see, your energies to me don't line up perfectly. They don't. I feel, you know, when I read his energy and I re- read your energy, there feels to me to be, even through all these, these years, um, you know, a, a, a love, you know, almost like he had a very strong place in your heart and you maintained a very strong place in his heart. Um, let me say to you that he's coming forward with the intent of reconnection. So I don't know if he has verbalized that to you, but he's certainly showing that to me. Um, but yet I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that this is the person that I was picking up. Um, because this feels to me to be a challenge challenge with him. When you guys were married in the past, um, it almost feels to me a tug of war in the energy between the two of you, almost like it was difficult for you guys to see eye to eye. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it, it is. I, I'm just more, I don't want to toot my horn, I'm more on the polite side where he won't make a comment. He's polite, I mean, he's not an ignorant man by no means, but um, I guess I'm, I'm probably just more emotional. It's probably me, not him. Uh, he he doesn't express his feelings is the best way to put it. He did remarry, and that's the reason why I didn't pursue anything. We email, and I'd keep it casual. But then he started acting like he was serious. He wanted to see me, and then I just had to back off because it's heartbreaking. Because I still do love him. Mm. He told me he still has feelings for me, but you know he's married. No, and and you know in. I would highly recommend don't get involved in this situation. I mean, what it feels to me that he would want to know that there's something real between the two of you before he would even consider making any changes in in his marital status. And I, you know, I hate to see you go into a situation like this because it just feels to me that it's going to end up causing you more grief than anything else. I mean... Could it eventually work itself out? Yes, it could. And and, and I do feel that if you guys really did reconnect, um, I do feel a very strong potential of you guys, um, you know, of him actually getting a divorce. But, um, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I, I don't want to see you go through a lot of aggravation, and it feels to me the potential is there for this to drag out a bit and, 
you know, end up being a stressful situation for you. So I would say, you know, the, you know, sort of lay it on the line to him and let him know that, you know, you just you don't want to get involved. Well, that's what I've been doing, Dr. Lady Fontaine. Uh, he is married. Uh, the, I just, the, the email I keep it light, I, I asked him last year not to contact me for because it's starting to get kind of heavy. But, no, he would have to come as a free man. I, I just, right. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It, just morally I couldn't do it because I was married to the man and I would, I know how it feels to have someone cheat on me. Right, right. Now, then that's a good perspective. You know, it, it feels to me he's a long way away from, um, leaving that marriage and not that it feels to me to be any great marriage because it doesn't it really really doesn't um, but it, he just doesn't feel fully ready um, so you know if you leave it in that way I feel he's going to stay you know in touch and keep that door open with you and the, certainly the potential down the road but it still feels to me it could be seven months it could be eight months it could be 12 months it feels to me to be a big chunk in the distance before he's really ready to leave his marriage I agree with you. That's what I'm feeling, but I'm not intuitive like you. But I did feel that, and I'll just, I'll just live my life and do the right thing. And if he's meant to be, he'll come back to me. That's the perfect attitude to have. And yeah. let us know how it works, because we're just about out of time. But good luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate you both. You're both so level-headed. Thank you so very much. Thank you Thank so you. much as well. Thank you. I'm going to skip Frank's announcements because we only have a couple of minutes left. Okay. Okay. So uh, I just wanted to say we had some great callers tonight, and be sure to tune in next week when our topic will be men who are afraid to commit. Tune in next week to hear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean discuss this topic, and then we'll also be taking your calls live here on the air, so don't miss it. So, Dr. Jean, are you ready for that topic? Men who are afraid Of course. I think that's a great topic, don't you? Yes, yes, men who are afraid to commit. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of calls next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great so, so we'll look forward to that. And tonight was absolutely We had some great mail bear questions. We, and we sure had did. We had wonderful questions from our callers, a lot of positive feedback, and a lot of good follow-up, which is wonderful. So I'm glad that people are calling back in. And thank you to all our callers and all of our listeners. Um, thank you for inviting us into your home and into your lives. We love hearing from you. Thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean, Frank Todaro, and Julie Zellman, um, Rachel Look, who usually runs the switch deck today, so she, we wish her um, a speedy recovery and many blessings to each one of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune into Frank Todaro's The Invisible World. Either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. I'm on that show as well. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week, and remember to reclaim you. We're here to honor and support you and provide the guidance you need to help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.